What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Making Room Podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke, and thank you for joining me in today's episode as we discuss something that I've certainly dealt with a good bit in my life. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you've probably struggled with this as well. And that is when my life experience does not line up with what God has said, I begin to doubt what God has said. When my life experience and the thing that I'm going through right now seems to be in opposition to a promise that he's given or a word that he has spoken to me, it gives me reason to doubt the word that he has spoken to me. And I've discovered that when I keep a primary reason why God speaks to us in mind, it greatly decreases the odds that I will doubt because of my life experience. And we're going to be talking about that today. Because it is easy to trust God and believe God's promise when my life seems to be aligning with what he said, but the minute that it gets out of whack and seems to go in opposition to what he said, then I begin, you know, the whole thing becomes questionable at that point, right? It's easy to trust God and say, I am healed when I am healthy, but when I am in pain, I am healed becomes a lot harder to hold on to. Why? Because my experience is telling me that I'm not healed. So how can I say that I am? It's easy to grab on to I am blessed when I've got money in the bank and I'm full of joy and I'm full of peace and the family's doing good. But when life seems to be falling apart, I can't seem to stay on time with my bills. I'm just struggling day in and day out just to get by. It's hard to grab on to that promise of I am blessed. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is is how do we get past that barrier of saying, this is what I'm experiencing and this is what he said, and they are not the same thing. How do I keep on trusting? How do I keep on believing? When Madison and I first started pastoring, it seemed like everybody could tell that God was doing something in our lives. And we certainly felt it. It seemed like other people could see it. And every church service that we went to, every ministry event that we went to, anytime we were surrounded by other ministers or at a church function, it seems like it was almost certain that we were going to get a prophetic word. Somebody was going to give us a scripture. Somebody was going to give us insight into what God had up ahead of us. It was always positive. It was always about how God was going to bind our relationship together, how we were meant for one another. It was always about how God was going to build his church through us. It was always about the blessing that was ahead of us, um, what God was going to do in our lives that would be not only increase for us, but increase for the people that were attached to us. And it was so easy to believe at that time because we were just wrapped up in what God was doing. It, It was just palpable. like We just knew God was up to something. You could see it on our faces. You could feel it in our presence. Like God was just doing something at that time. And so all of these words were of great encouragement. And it was easy to grab hold of them and believe that God was about to do something amazing. Even though he was already doing something amazing, we knew there was more. And now, you know, five years later, it seems like everything that was prophesied is, you know, life's moving in the wrong direction for all of those things to take place. 
right? It, it, relationship troubles, financial troubles, not pastoring anymore, less influence, less uh, opportunity to get the message of God out and create like a movement of sorts. It seems like everything that was so close and just within reach is now so far out of reach. Like, God, how are you possibly going to bring this around and restore it? How are you possibly going to do the things you said you were going to do? And once I learned one of these primary reasons for why God speaks, it completely removed reason for me to doubt his promise, even though my experience was in opposition to the promise. Even though that what I'm experiencing in life right now seems to be against all of the things that he spoke in prophecy and in scripture and and to Madison and I's hearts over the years, this reason why God speaks has completely removed opportunity for doubt. And that is that God speaks to tell us things that we cannot perceive on our own. If God is speaking to me, no matter what form that's taking, whether that's from scripture, whether that's from a prophetic word from somebody else, whether that's God speaking directly to me, whatever form that's taking, if God is speaking it, it's to tell me something that I cannot perceive on my own. means I don't know it means I didn't know that it was going to happen this way. It doesn't look like it's going to happen this way. Nothing in in my reality is showing me that it's going to happen this way, but because God is speaking it, I believe it's going to happen this way. The first thing we see God saying in Scripture is, let there be light. Now, let's think about why God said, let there be light. Well, that's because there was nothing but darkness. If there was already light, God would not have said, let there be light. That God said, let there be light, is because there was not light. And because God spoke it, light came into existence. He said, let there be light. And out of darkness came light and it showed up, right? So when God says you are healed, God's not speaking you are healed to a person that's perfectly healthy. God's speaking you are healed to somebody who needs healing. Somebody who's sick, somebody who's in pain, somebody who's got a bad doctor's diagnosis. That's why God spoke the word, you are healed, because you wouldn't be able to perceive it unless he said it. God spoke, you are blessed, not because life was always going to be great, but because sometimes life gets really difficult. And when life gets really difficult and it seems like we are the furthest thing from blessed, what we need to hear is the word of life that says you are blessed. Not because you can see it, not because you can tell, not because you've just got stacks and stacks of money and everything's perfect in life, but because things are not perfect in life. And when God speaks, you are blessed, he begins to create the thing that he has spoken. There's things that God has spoken to you that he is creating in your life. Whether that's a message of healing, of blessing, of restoration, of salvation, whatever it is that God is speaking, he's speaking it so that it will be created. Now, this I did not understand this years ago. And when God spoke all of these things over Madison and I's life, when everything was going great, I grabbed onto it and I expected to see it like happen immediately. And now that I'm in a situation where it seems like none of those things could possibly come to pass— When I keep in mind that God said it because he knew I'd be in a circumstance where I couldn't perceive it, 
it gives me all the more reason to hope in what he spoke. That he said it gives me all the more reason to hold on to the promise because I know he spoke it to create it so that I would experience it, so that, I, so that it would manifest in Madison and I's life. God has spoken some things to you. Maybe it was in scripture. Maybe it was directly to your heart. Maybe it was a word of prophecy from somebody. God has spoken something to you over the course of your life. And I want you to know that if it seems like life has brought you to a place where it's in direct opposition to what God has spoken, I want you to know that that's why God spoke it, because he knew you'd be in this situation. He knew you'd be in a circumstance where you didn't know if what he said would come to pass. In fact, you, you, it seems like it could never come to pass. It's more impossible now than it's ever been. And God says, that's why I said it, to create something out of nothing, to say, let there be light when there was nothing but darkness and light is going to show up. It says in scripture that his word will not return to him void. That means if he said it, it's going to come to pass. If he's given you a promise, whether that's a promise in scripture or something that he's spoken to you specifically about your life, if God's given you a promise, then it will come to completion. His promises are not dependent on us. His promises are dependent on the one who spoke it. If he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. In John chapter 16, Jesus is talking with his disciples, and he's telling them all of the things that are about to take place, about how he's going to be offered up and, and have to go and be sacrificed, but that to rejoice because he's coming back. And at the very end of that chapter, if he, after he reveals to them everything that's about to go down, he says, I have said these things that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In other words, Jesus told them everything that was about to happen and what would happen after he died because he wanted them to have peace in the middle of the storm. If, if God has spoken to you something, he's spoken it to you so that you can have peace in the middle of the storm in the middle of the difficulty, when it seems like everything you once believed and hoped for and, and had a vision for is dying and that there's no way that it can be redeemed, God speaks something to you so that you have something to hold on to, a promise to believe in so that you can have peace even in the most difficult of circumstances. He's told you that you are healed so that even when you are sick, you can have peace in the middle of that circumstance. He's told you you are blessed so that when you are struggling to get through life, you can hold on to the promise that will come to pass. He's spoken restoration over your relationships. He's spoken salvation over your family. He's spoken promise after promise so that even in the most difficult of circumstances, when everything in life is in opposition to what he's spoken, we have something to hold on to something that is a sure foundation, something that will come to pass because he spoke it. Because when he speaks, things start to happen. When he speaks, things begin to be created. When he speaks, life is given. He alone has the words of life. And so whatever it is God has spoken to you, and no matter how difficult your circumstance seems to be right now, grab on to this idea 
that when God speaks, it's to tell you something that you don't know, that you can't perceive on your own. And that's why he told you. He doesn't need to tell you you're healed when you're healthy. When your body feels great, you're not in pain, the doctor says everything's good, there's no reason for the word of you are healed to come to your life. You are aware that you are in good shape. But when your body is in pain and the doctor's report is bad and you just can't seem to get out of bed in the morning, that's when you need to hear the word you are healed because you're not experiencing it. You need to hear you are blessed Not when everything is great and the family's doing great and the finances are doing great. You need to hear you are blessed when everything is falling apart and the family's not doing great and it seems like life is coming to an abrupt end. That's when you need God to speak those words, you are blessed. Because when he speaks, he creates. And when he creates, things begin to take place in your life. When he said, let there be light, that's when light showed up. So when he says you are healed, that's when healing shows up. When he says you are blessed, that's when blessing shows up. And you may not be experiencing that, but the fact that God said it means that he knew you were experiencing the opposite of that. The fact that he said it means that you needed to hear what he had to say. He's not telling you something you already know. He's telling you something because you can't perceive it on your own. So no matter what you're going through in life, No matter how difficult or impossible the odds may seem for you, I want you to grab hold of the promise that he's given you. Because if he said it, he's going to do it. If he promised it, he's going to make it good. He's not saying things just to throw it up against the wall and throw it out into thin air and let's see what sticks and what doesn't stick. No, that's not how God does promises. When God says a promise, he makes sure that promise comes to pass. He's going to make sure that the promise comes to pass in your life. If he's given you any sort of prophecy over your life, any sort of promise, any sort of word, he is going to guard that word because his word will not return to him void. So grab hold of that promise. Grab hold of that word, even when it seems like you have every reason to doubt it. Remember that God is not speaking it to you because you can tell. God's speaking it to you because you can't. Like Madison and I, you may be in a circumstance right now where it seems like, yes, God is moving and I'm just on the precipice of the promise. It's about to take place. God continues to speak positive things into my life. I know it's about to happen. And I want you just to take a deep breath and think about the things that God is saying. Because if God is saying it, it's for a purpose. It's not just to come in and tell you things about yourself you already know. If God is saying it, It's because he wants you to remember what he's saying when everything in life seems to be in opposition to that. When when everything seems to fall apart, when all of your expectations aren't met, grab hold of the word that God has spoken because if he said it, he's going to make it good in your life. Remember that he's not telling you things that you already know. He's telling you things that you can't perceive on your own. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you got something from this message. If you did, do me a favor and share it with a friend or a family member who may need to hear it so that they might be encouraged as well. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next week as we continue making room. 